Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. Well, it's that time of year again. Christmas is just around the corner, and we have just a few weeks until it's fully going to be upon us. Are you ready? Are you anticipating it? It's a great time. Time for family, a time for gift-giving, but more importantly, it's a time when we commemorate the coming of Christ to the world. He came with a mission. He came to save his people from their sins. The coming of Christ to this world is the central feature of the history of mankind. In fact, we even date our calendar from that advent. Before it, we say so many years B.C., before Christ. Today we list our years A.D. We're in the 21st century after Christ. His intervention on earth is certainly one that we need to celebrate. Christmas, the coming of Christ. Now, traditionally in the church, the four weeks leading up to Christmas is called Advent. In Western Christianity, it begins the fourth Sunday before Christmas and leads up to Christmas Eve. And in many churches, it's celebrated by lighting a candle every week. Four candles, usually different colors, with a central candle, a white candle in the middle. And these are lit every week with a focus on some aspect that Christ brought to us through his coming. The first candle that we light at our church is the candle of love. And then the second one is hope. The third is joy. The fourth is peace. And then on Christmas Day, we light the Christ candle, the center candle, representing that Christ is the light of the world. Now these are just ways that we have as a church to help us to commemorate and celebrate the birth of Christ. Now, traditionally, this time of Advent was actually focused upon the second coming of Christ, as many Christians were convinced that all the signs pointed to the imminent return of Christ. And so this was a time of prayer and looking to the second coming of Christ. Now, over the years, its emphasis has shifted to focus more on the commemoration and celebration of his first coming. But I like that emphasis on the second coming because Christ is going to return to this earth again. Just as there was a promise of his first coming and people waited and anticipated it and eventually the time came and Christ was born on this earth, so the promise of his second coming is for us now and we are still waiting and anticipating his return. And it will happen just as sure as the first coming happened, the second coming is going to happen as well. Now, as we look at this whole season of Advent, I'm bringing it up because we are going to link this season of Advent with four ladies that are mentioned in the genealogy of Christ. They were mothers of Christ. They were in his lineage. And I believe that each one of these women represent one of the qualities that the candles of Advent signify. So I'm going to call this study that we're going to do over the next number of weeks the Women of Advent. So let's look at Matthew chapter 1 where it gives the genealogy of Jesus Christ. 
Verse 1 says, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Now, this is the first lady that's mentioned. Now, let's go on. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Ambibadab, Ambibadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Here's the second lady that's mentioned. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. This is the third lady. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Now this is the fourth lady that's mentioned, Bathsheba. And then it goes on and lists a number of begots. And right on down to verse 16. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And Mary is the fifth lady that's mentioned in this genealogy. Now, isn't it interesting that in this genealogy that includes the names of all the fathers, it lists four ladies plus Mary as the mother of Jesus? Why does it do this? It must be that it's important, that the Holy Spirit wanted us to take note. It's like he was saying, don't miss this. These ladies were important. The stories of their life, how they became part of this genealogy is significant. So I want you to look at it. Now when we get into this, we're going to think of all the ladies that could be highlighted. These ones shouldn't be because much of their activity was questionable. But we'll get to that in due time. Let's just finish off this genealogy by reading verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon unto the Christ are 14 generations. The birth of Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, was a long time coming. There was a long period of anticipation, a long period of Advent. In the church, we're just going to go through four weeks. But in reality, this was a long period of anticipation. It goes right back to Genesis, to the very first woman that ever lived, Eve. When she sinned and God spoke her judgment to her, he gave her a promise. He spoke to the serpent and he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. In other words, there was a promise given to Eve that through your seed was going to come a deliverer, a messiah, one who would have his heel bruised by Satan, but in the process he was going to crush Satan's head, his power and his authority. And of course we know this is exactly what happened when Jesus came. When he went through his passion and hung on the cross, I mean that was a bruising. Christ was bruised. But in the process of that bruising and his dying on the cross, he broke the power of Satan. He made atonement for our sins and made it possible that we could be set free from the penalty of sin and that we could be restored to fellowship with God and live forever with him. 
This was the promise given to Eve. And it took many generations. And this promise was passed forward. And it eventually came down to Abraham. The the first name listed here in the genealogy of Christ. And God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 22. And he said, Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. What a promise given to Abraham that his seed was going to bless all the nations of the world. Well, the genealogy here said that Abraham begot Isaac. And God renewed this promise to Isaac in Genesis 26, in verse 3. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now Paul, picking this up in Galatians, writes to the Christian church there and says this promise given to Abraham was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And he makes the case that God said it's to your seed singular, not to your seed plural, that all the nations of the earth will be blessed. He writes in chapter 3 and verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, And to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. So truly, when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the promise of a Messiah that was going to come, that was promised and passed down through this lineage of people until it culminated in the birth of Christ. And in this genealogy, the Holy Spirit points out four women and says, as it were, look at them. Look at the stories of their life. It's important. It speaks to the truth of the Messiah and what he was going to bring upon earth. And so the first candle of Advent is love. And the woman first mentioned in this genealogy is Tamar. And so we're going to begin by looking at Tamar and see how her life was so devoid of love. Tamar represents us all as one who desperately needed to be loved and that love was given through Jesus Christ. The second lady listed in the genealogy was Rahab. And we're going to see that Rahab lived in a hopeless situation personally and in the city that she lived. And we'll see how she became part of the lineage of Christ. And she represents this second candle, the candle of hope. If anyone needed hope, it was Rahab. And the Lord granted her hope and placed her name in the lineage of Christ. The third lady that is listed is Ruth. And Ruth was a widow. And her life was marked by mourning. And as a widow, she had very little. There was so much in her life that brought her unhappiness. She had a need for joy. And the third candle of Advent is the candle of joy. And we will see how God worked in her life, brought her joy, and put her in the genealogy of Christ. And then we'll look at the fourth lady, Bathsheba, and we'll see the needs that she had. 
She was put in a situation where she had great anxiety. If anyone needed peace, it was Bathsheba. And the fourth candle of Advent is peace. And again, we'll see how God worked in her life, granted her peace, and how she became one of the mothers of Christ. And leading right up into the last lady, Mary, who was the mother of Jesus, and we'll see that her need was the need for light, and conceived in her was the light of the world. Well, I look forward to digging into all of this. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.